and welcome back. This is Consider This Northumberland, and I'm your host, Robert Washburn, and you're listening to Northumberland 89.7 FM. Imagine for a moment being sick for a year. Think about it. Most of us recover from the flu in a few days or weeks. For some recovering from COVID-19, they are marking a milestone of more than 12 months after getting sick. They are known as long haulers, people who are taking more time to get better after suffering with the virus. Some studies put their numbers at about 10% of those who contract the disease. This is the story of one such person living in Northumberland. As you will hear, Jennifer Daniel went for a run earlier this week. She will tell you it is the first time she has felt this good in a year. Here is her story. I'm so pleased to have with me today Jennifer Daniel, a resident who is one of the first cases in Northumberland County and is still recovering more than a year later. Welcome to Consider This. Thank you. Can you describe how all this started? Well, it was a great holiday. I mean, we went to Israel um, the end of February, and the day after we arrived, they closed the airport. Uh, they didn't allow anyone into the country uh, unless they quarantined. So as our two-week vacation moved along, there were less and less people on the streets. Um, I think during that time, the pandemic, what it was called a pandemic, um, but we weren't really concerned about it because there weren't a lot of people around. Um, and Israel at that point didn't have a lot of cases. So we'd go to a museum and it was easy to social distance because there'd be five people in the museum. But we came home through London and at that point, they were canceling flights all over the place. Our, our flight had been canceled, and it was added in with another flight. And so when we were in London, we were delayed, and then we were delayed again. And it was quite crowded there. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that would have been where we picked it up, either that or in the airport in Toronto when we arrived. But somewhere we picked it up, and... So while we self-isolated for two weeks, um, first my husband started to get sick, and then um, I started to get sick and got very, I knew quite quickly that I probably had COVID. So what were those early days like? Um, early days of the illness? Yes. Um, yeah, it's been over a year, So, but the early days, it just felt like a, a bad flu. So at first, it's just the muscle aches and pains and um, um, a sore throat, um, total loss of taste, like the sense has gone like as if it does, didn't exist at all, um, and um, just like incredible fatigue. Uh, walking up the stairs, you'd have to lie down, that kind of fatigue. So, you know, it just, and it, you don't get better think that that was really the worst of it was um, as the days go by you're not feeling any better than you were the day before and that's usually even if you have a bad flu it's like every day you're getting a couple of days getting worse and then a couple of days getting better but you know for a week and a half just nothing changing just bad every day and I spent most of my time in bed I would be up for maybe an hour at a, a day that was it the rest of the time I was in bed we often hear that there is a, a feeling in the lungs and in the chest. Did you experience any of that? Yeah, it kind of felt like my breath stopped halfway down into my lungs. So I actually did go to the hospital because I thought the shortness of breath, well, what is that? Like, this isn't like asthma. 
I have asthma and I had a puffer, but it, it wasn't like asthma and it didn't, it didn't help to have a puffer. Um, and I did go to the emergency and, uh, and had a chest x-ray and some blood work and um, the doctor determined that though things looked bad that maybe we could wait a little longer. So I didn't have to go into the hospital. So it was a good thing. Because this was one of the earliest cases in Northumberland, what was your experience like in the hospital? Did, did you get tested for COVID right away? So um, if you had a fever, you could get tested right away. So when I phoned in, my husband didn't have a fever, so he was never tested. But I called the hotline, and I, you know, I was one of the first people to, to get tested, I think. Like, you know, it was pretty... Um, um, so I was tested at the Cobra Hospital, and um, took about five days to get the results. And at that point, it was a phone call from the public health to let you know, like they weren't set up with the system. Um, yeah, I did get tested. In the hospital, I, I was probably the first patient to come in to be emerged with COVID. And um, they had a special walkway and a special room that was all cordoned off. And everybody was totally covered in PPE when they came into the room. And... They brought the x-ray machine into the room. The blood work was done in the room. And then I counted it. They went through eight sets of PPE while I was in there. For, and they had me in and out in less than an hour. Now, while you were waiting for the results, what was that like? You know what? I, I'm a healthy person. I wasn't expecting this to be long-term. So I wasn't, I mean, I knew I had it and I had all the symptoms. I couldn't taste anything, so I knew I had it, and um, so you know, it wasn't it wasn't scary from that perspective. It's just more like after you've been sick for six days and you're still just as bad as you ever were, and no improvement. Then that's when it's it started to get kind of scary, and you know, just sort of like, but yeah, I was fine. When you say it got a bit scary, were you fearing for your life, or were you? What was going well, through your head? There was a moment. There, there was, you know, I, I, there was a moment where I I started to cough. I was actually probably the day my fever broke. I started coughing that day, and then I thought, oh no, I'm done for. Um, but yeah, and I was really afraid of the concept of being intubated. Let's face it. That's I don't know. That's pretty horrifying thought that someone's going to intubate you. What was the impact like on your your family? I know your husband was ill as well. Um, well, I, I got a lot of phone calls. I mean, everybody was worried. I didn't tell my mother until, gosh, a couple months later, till I was feeling really good. I didn't want to worry her. Um, but yeah, so mostly, um, and my kids weren't worried because they were going, my mom's pretty healthy, she'll be all right. So, What did your husband have to do to look after? Um, well, he, he did everything. I, uh, he made all my meals and, you know, watched out for me. He said he used to wait, stay up at night sometimes and just make sure I was alive. It was, but he was great. It was like, I think for a month I, I really, I never cooked a meal or I don't think I could have made myself a bowl of soup in those first two weeks. So he looked, he looked after everything. Were you ever isolated, or did you ever get uh, a feeling of being lonely because you were so ill and people couldn't be around you? No, because when you're really, really sick, you, you, you don't have room for that. Like, you're just sick, you know? It's just the world's pretty small. It's just sleeping, and 
I don't know. I just, I, I remember I was just in my bed and staring. Like, you know, if I couldn't sleep, I, I wasn't getting out of bed. I was just too tired. So, no, I, I didn't, I didn't feel lonely. I, um, you know, like I said, my, I got phone calls from family checking up on me, but, but when you're really sick, you don't need a lot of people. What kind of supports did you receive uh, from the health unit or from the hospital or from your doctors or other health care workers? Mm. Well, it was really early days. Nobody knew a lot. Um, and you really didn't need, I didn't have any, like other than reaching out if I had a test or something. No, I, I mean, I, it was my husband that took care of me. I mean, there wasn't much anybody could do, was there? There's nothing you can do but wait for it to get better. There's no cure. There's no medicine you can take. You just you just have to wait. Did it spread at all within your family or within your circle at all? Did, was there any no. contract t- tracing? No? No, no. It was just my husband and I. We had come home from the airport and gone straight into quarantine. Uh, we had friends that dropped off groceries for us. Um, and we went nowhere for... Um, at least, well, at, at least three weeks. So was that when you started to feel like you were turning a corner? Yeah, after a couple of weeks, I, well, see, it was slow. So after after my fever broke, the health unit said, you can go out. Um, I didn't go to grocery stores or anything, and probably a good idea. I probably still have it. But um, at that point, they weren't doing like a second test because there weren't many tests. So it's like, okay, if you don't have a fever, your fever's broke, you're you're okay um but i didn't go anywhere but my husband who'd had it much milder and was further down the pipe so to speak he did the grocery shopping and after after we got the all all clear and our quarantine was over um but i would i went back to work but i only worked like about at first like three hours a day and it was just phone calls and then that would i would be exhausted and go back to bed for the rest of the day so can you tell me a bit more about this journey back? I, I mean, you've talked about it in the context of your work, but how did it affect the rest of your life, and, and how has it been since you've had it in terms of, of improving health and, and getting back on track? Yeah, so there was a lot of fatigue after this. I, I remember when I got the old clear that I could go outside, and it was you know this time of year last year, so the weather was pretty nice. Um I went for a walk, it was early April, and I walked like I was, uh, like, like I was a zombie, like I could hardly put one foot in front of the other, and I walked two houses and I went home, and, you know, it was a long, it's been a long road back from a fatigue perspective, so for, um, even today there'll be a, maybe one day a week I'll come home from work and I'll say, I'm just going to lie, I have to lie down, um, where I just, I'm, I'm more tired than I've I've ever been. I, I just, I have to lie down. Early days, though, like a year ago, that was every day. <laughs> and you'd hit a point where it was, the day was over. And some days you would be particularly tired. And so um, I started, I started gardening as a way to kind of build my strength back up cause, and maybe walking the dog more and just really slowly worked on it. But I was pretty driven to be physically active because I knew that I was just I had no strength left so I did like I was digging up trees and shrubs and building retaining walls and doing whatever I could to do heavy things and then come the fall 
I decided to change jobs and I took two and a half months off in between positions and that's when I really like this was um, October November so I had it late March and now we're into no- November December that's when I really started walking every day and hiking and then I started running so even though like I ran this morning eight kilometers but I could have a nap right now <laughs> so you know it's just certain days I feel tired so you were pretty active before you got sick um not necessarily I've, I've I mean I have been very active in my life but I wasn't particularly active um, before this happened but but now you you find yourself being more deliberate about your activities and and oh and... yeah oh yes very much so I I work very hard to make sure I I keep my strength up. Was there any point that you feel you were stigmatized or uh, you you uh, people were reacting to you differently because you had been no. ill? Never. I've never I've never experienced any of that. I know that when I had it, we were working from home, and there was some concern at work, like, say, a month after I'd had it, that people were really worried that I might have come into the office and touched things. But I had, you know, but so, you know, initially, like a couple of weeks later, people were still like, oh, but that was a year ago. I don't think that would be the case today. But initially they were, yeah, they were concerned that um, they didn't want to be around me because they didn't know. So I did get a call from HR saying there's a lot of people asking, have you been, you know, into the office when they found out that I'd had COVID? And I, and I said, well, no, I haven't been since I, since, since I left for vacation in February. Um. But anyway, yeah, so I guess that would be a little bit of that, eh? When you've been through this experience, how do you feel about people who call the pandemic a hoax or they want to end the lockdown or they're anti-mask or anti-vax? How do you respond to those people? I actually get quite upset. Um, I was was actually in Staples um, and uh, when the stores opened back up and I had to go get something. And there was a man there were not wearing his mask and he was making a big deal about it he'd had it he thought i think there's a lot of people in those days that were claiming they'd had it but had never been tested it anyway he says well i i, I had it and it was nothing and i'm going well you know it, it pretty changed changed my life pretty dramatically worst health health thing to ever happen to me so you know uh, i remember getting quite upset with him but um but yeah it is you know, I, I think it's a difficult thing because you don't know. It's like roulette. Eh? Every time you don't wear a mask, it's a bit like roulette. You don't know when the ball's going to land, you know, on you, and when you're, and then, and 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 then you lose. <laughs> and depending how you get it, like I'm a healthy person. When I get sick, I get better, um, but I didn't get better that well after this. So, um, so yeah, it's it's just roulette, and. Uh, and then you can end up killing other people too. That's fine. It's just like, yeah, you know, if you you could get a light dose and you could end up killing your mother. Like, well, I don't know. I can't. I don't understand how people can have that attitude. When you watch the media coverage of the pandemic or look on social media, what strikes you most? I don't know. It's just. It's all. It, you know what? It's twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. I don't really watch it that much anymore. I don't call it the news. I call it the COVID, and I go to bed, and my husband watches it. But um, 
I used to keep up with all the research. I will keep up with stories about the research that's coming up. That'll grab my attention. But I don't pay too much attention to, you know, how what's going on or what people are doing. Will you be getting a vaccination or because you've had it, you don't need one? I've already had um, um, a vaccine. I, I'm 61 and managed to find a pharmacy in Scarborough to get a, a vaccine, um, the AstraZeneca. Has it made a difference? Well, I don't know. It was only It's only been a week. So they do say, though, that I'm in a long-term study, and the doctor there said that a lot of people when they, that have had it that are long haulers, when um, they get the vaccine, sometimes some of their symptoms go away. So, and right now, like, I've gotten rid of most of it. I think all my smells back, either that or the... But the dog doesn't smell like he used to, so... Maybe I haven't lost, got it all back, but that's a good thing. And, um, but on the flip side, um, you know, I'm in good shape. Um, I forget what you asked me. I'm sorry I got distracted. No, it's all right. I, I was just a- asking you uh, if you've been feeling better after having the vaccine. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's a, I think it's early to tell, but it could happen. Like for a lot of people that have, have it long haul, they do feel better. I, I had a pretty good run this morning. I was feeling pretty, uh, probably the best ever. So maybe. If you could talk directly to people in the community, what would you say to them? I, I, you don't want it. You just don't want it. Like, do whatever you can not to get it because you don't want this. And, I mean, I worked really hard to get my health back. God help me if I was someone who didn't work as hard as I did. I mean, I devoted a lot of time in the last year to try and bring my strength back up. And if I hadn't, like, you know, who knows what the hell my health would be like for the rest of my life. Jennifer Dano, I want to thank you so much for talking to me today. Oh, you're welcome. That was Jennifer Dano, a resident who was one of the first cases in Northumberland and is still recovering more than a year later. Just to put this all in perspective, there were two new confirmed cases of COVID-19 yesterday. There were also two new high-risk contacts identified. 36 people were screening positive for one of the variants. In total, there have been 481 confirmed cases in Northumberland County, and the numbers continue to grow. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Consider this.